Hello and welcome to the Five Song Mixtape, where we discuss a new mix each and every week. My name is Michael. I'm a little teapot, short and stout. Ooh. This is my handle, and this is my big old spell. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little spout from what I see. It's huge! <laughs> and it looks RJ. bigger in pictures! <laughs> I got a nice handle, though. It is a nice handle. <laughs> Thanks. What is your handle in the context of your dick? I mean, is that probably, your balls? probably my Wait, balls. Is his balls tucked? I'm going to say it's my balls. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I can't think of anything else. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe my huge biceps. <laughs> grab onto my handle, tug on my spout. <laughs> um, yeah. Today for the podcast, this is episode 50. Oh, five oh. Yeah. We've done 50 of these. I think we're we we're almost coming up on like a year oh this is the silver anniversary yeah <laughs> getting close to it yeah um Damn, yeah it's got to be a year what what was it like no we've probably been doing this for more than a year actually sometime in the summer is when we started last summer. yeah so we like skipped the week and then like you know waited to release some episodes so. right yeah 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 which recently we've had a little bump and listenership so if people are We've got Hell new listeners. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Were they from other countries? Did they like my uh, my uh, accents? <laughs> yeah, I haven't. I didn't look uh, where they came from, but all yeah. right, mate, I hear you. <laughs> yeah, it's all just Icelandic people and Australian people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, they get the most attention on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, RJ, do you want to explain this title to us? For, this is your mix this week. Yes. Okay. Um, there's not much behind it. <laughs> I was just like, I want something based off this artist of songs that he went through. And I was like, I need to try to think of, I first literally thought of like the title, just like, oh, who hurt you? Like, who hurt you? And I was like, no, that's <laughs> oh, That's so much better. I, I like, like that. I don't like that. And then oh, I, was literally like, I hurt myself today. Yeah. <laughs> and I Love Kurtz. Well, I was trying to think of other <laughs> things to do with hurt and i was just like i don't want to do that and then literally i was just like what's that thing they said on mtv on like i don't like it's the 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 diary of kurt travis and i was like oh what's the phrase they use so i looked at the phrase and i made it the title oh that's the phrase you they use yeah it's just like you think you know you have no idea this is the diary of true life yeah yeah Yeah. Mm. what about i fell over with a boner and i curt my dick I like that one. I mean, if you titled that, I would, you know, I'd be so curious. Yeah, so that's where that came from. It's from the MTV thing, just kind of the diary of so and so. Is that about life. Uh, musicians, or is that about crackheads, or it's about any like artist, uh, 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 anything people in the uh, public eye? True oh, life. Okay. Well, it was uh, the diary, the diary of so and so. True life. So you can have like. Tom Cruise on there. You could add like Fred Durst on Wait, there. Wait, no, True Life was the one where it was. It's basically TLC's like hoarders and intervention. No, no, no. So it's it's the that it's the diary of I forgot. It was, I think it's True Life. I thought it was that one. Mm, yeah, I might be thinking of something else. But literally, they followed Mailer and Manson around. No, True Life was the one that was like normal ass people because there there was a girl in Folsom that was on it for really? having. Uh, um, so yeah, there's one for famous something. people and there's non-famous people. Whatever one yeah, we're confusing. She, fuck, what was she living with? It was uh, some kind of 
Maybe it was just bipolar or schizophrenia. Oh, yeah. I remember talking about that. I don't remember. She's super nice. I went to dinner with her once. Huh. Very randomly. But, yeah, she was like, they're just normal people. And then there was another one with musicians that had that little little tagline. Mm. All right. That makes more sense because I thought it was from True Life. And I was like, that has nothing to do with this. <laughs> but the fact that it's like, you know, the public figure people. Like literally it'd be like, yeah. you think you know P. Diddy? You have no clue. Who's yeah. The diary of Sean Puffy. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> yeah. That was a good one. And then like on this episode, I'm just going to the bank. And then it would just be a, a whole episode about him going to the bank and yeah. people would be like, oh, P. Diddy, can we get your autograph? He's like, yeah. And I'm going to the club, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I watched MTV past like maybe 2003. Yeah, once they took Blink off, I was like, okay. <laughs> I only, yeah, I only watched it for 16 and Pregnant and Teen Mom. Yeah, I didn't watch any of that stuff. I think I watched VH1 even before that more because they had the documentaries that were they on had there. Pop up video. Oh yeah, and pop up video. video. And then when I remember, do you guys remember Fuse at all? Yeah, and yeah. Uh, much music was one that was. Decent sometimes. Mm. Mm. Those other channels. It's mostly just yeah. like music videos, but yeah, they had some kind of like indie underground uh, hours. Yeah, exactly. Basically. Yeah, Fuse was sick. Um, uh, what the fuck's her name? Mariana uh, Grande? Van- Van Zeller, I think. She's a journalist. Um, she, I think she was on Rogan recently, actually. Oh, she but like she a works vice. for Vice now. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but she that. started off on Fuse. There was like oh, this like funny. ragtag team of journalists doing this cool shit, and then like she would do a lot of the stuff in South America. Uh, she was fluent in like in Spanish and Portuguese, mm-hmm. and she did all kinds of undercover stuff with like drug lords before that was like a normal thing that happened. Like. Mm-hmm. You know, you see these, like, drug dealers or, like, the drug lords, supposedly, on camera now, you know, with a ski mask and their voice changed. Yeah. And it's, like, there's so much of that happening now that it's, like, yeah, we just do this now. It's our our TV thing. Yeah. But back then, it was, like, holy shit. Like, you're you're sitting down with El Scorpion Dorado? (laughs) Fucking crazy. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, they did a cool one, like, the Oxycontin Express. Like, they had cool, like, stuff in between the music videos. I wonder if there'll ever be like, maybe that era is gone and passed. I do you think that there'll ever be like a drug lord that is like lovable, like Trump, mm. like a drug lord that spends all day on Twitter talking shit to people, and everyone knows he's a drug lord and he's an awful human being, but people still kind of think he's funny and like. <laughs> I think that's Freddie Gibbs. Yeah, <laughs> that's the closest we're gonna get. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we didn't like El Chapo, right? Really, but we kind of like were excited when he got out because it was interesting and it wasn't in our country. Yeah, because people know? talk about that with like the mob guys, like yeah, because people we glorify like them. him. Yeah, yeah, and then like <laughs> you follow them around for one fucking day and be like, I don't like these people. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't back. want I to be around these people. <laughs> they are very bad people. This but, is yeah. exactly like Goodfellas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't like it. It's like a casino. <laughs> I want to go home. Yeah, yeah we we kind of glorify the uh, the whole drug dealer thing now too. Yeah, with um, I feel like Breaking Bad kind of did that, but not for like meth dealers. Nobody glorifies meth dealers. That's half baked. They get a real bad. Name. <laughs> yeah, half baked for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, all right. So, yeah, the title, You Think You Know But Have No Idea, This Is the Diary of Kurt Travis. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're talking about uh, a one human being uh, who's been in several things that most people have no idea who he is. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so what made you be like, you know what? We need to dedicate our podcast to Mr. Kurt Travis. Is it for the boys? This is one for the boys? So literally I was like, Kurt Travis, he's been in a lot of stuff and I really liked five minute rides. So that was the baseline. And then I finally just went back to it and I was like, I'm just going to make something. Mm -hmm. Cause I was just like, you know, I, I loved five minute ride. Um, and then, you know, he was in his other bands that we'll talk about. And then it was just kind of like, okay, he wasn't a lot of them that I did enjoy. So I was like, okay, I kind of like that. And then I was just kind of had that in the back of my mind. And I was like, oh, I'm going to actually do it this week. Hmm. So I guess we can all agree that our favorite band and song is all the same, right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. That yeah. So I guess we're just doing the Wait, RJ, favorite RJ. RJ just has to guess what our least favorite song is, right? Because, well, I mean, Devin, if your favorite song is not your favorite band here, you've got something else going wrong with you. <laughs> um, ooh, yeah. No, they're, okay. you got to realize it's Devin. <laughs> I mean. He'll be like, I like song six. Yeah. And I'm like, I forgot exactly what I wrote down, but it's not what anybody's going to think. Really? Right? This, is, yep. this is my Devin guess. Favorite song one? Oh, that's Mike. Uh, uh, we spoil it. <laughs> uh, Devin, th- favorite song three. Least favorite song two. Favorite so- artist one. So three is a given for Devin, right? Like it's it's it just screams Devin. It's got it's got a little jive to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean. If Devin's favorite song is, I mean, my favorite band and song is one. I mean, like, there's no argument here. It's the best song on here. It's the best band on here. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, for me, you said my least favorite was your least favorite would be two. Uh, two. Okay. All right. And what do you? What's my least favorite? You think, RJ? Uh, I said your least favorite was five. Okay. okay. All right. Locking it in. So one five one for Mike. All right, let's get into this. All right, so Kurt Thomas Travis, Thomas. American singer, songwriter, musician, apparently from Sacramento, California. He's not. Apparently, he's not he from Sacramento. He ain't. He ain't. <laughs> It's like people that live in Syracuse and like, yeah, I'm from New York. Yeah. <laughs> You're not from New York. Uh, He is currently a part of the American Post Hardcore Bands, Royal Coda, and Pushover, and was formerly the lead vocalist for the rock bands Dance, Gavin, Dance, and A Lot Like Birds. Uh, Travis began his musical career in 2001. He joined Post Hardcore Band, Five Minute Ride, releasing uh, the EP Bathroom Walls, Lipstick Secrets in 2003. And then the world needs convincing of all that it's missing on Rise Records in 2004 before uh, disbanding later that year. Uh, Travis later formed the folk group There and Back Again in 2006. Following these two groups, Travis helped form the band No Not Constant in 2007, later disbanding the same year. In 2008, Travis became the lead vocalist for rock band Oh The Joy, releasing... One studio album, Zen Mode, in 2008. 
Uh, following the underground success, Travis replaced Johnny Craig as clean vocalist and Dance Gavin Dance. With the group, he revealed that Travis departed from Dance... Oh, wait, no. Uh, released two albums with Dance Gavin Dance. After two years, it was revealed that Travis departed from Dance Gavin Dance in 2010. Uh, the following year, Travis joined as a vocalist and post-hardcore group, a lot like Birds, releasing the studio albums Conversations Pieces, or Conversation Peace and No Place, released two records with them. Uh, he briefly joined the math rock trio Eternity Forever in 2016. Uh, he also formed the post-hardcore duo Pushover, along with the follow Troy's Thomas Eric, releasing a demo in 2017. In 2018, he joined Royal Coda, having released two studio albums with them. Um, all right, and so, he has solo projects. <laughs> <laughs> Forget about those. Yes, numerous solo projects. Yeah. So Kurt seems to be an interesting guy because, for whatever reason, I mean, I don't want to speculate if it's uh, personality or extracurricular things that he does. He just can't seem to land a successful band for a period of time. Can't hold a job. No. Yeah. Um, He's a real two-album dude, Yeah, <laughs> as we call him in the business. That's a technical term for it. But for where we come from, he's like a hero. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, I said this before on the podcast, but how I found Five Minute Ride was my mom would get her hair done, and oh, yeah. I believe the Bel Air Shopping Center, there was a salon there next to when it used to have a coffee shop that was there. I don't know if you guys remember that. I don't remember yeah. the coffee shop. Yeah, the coffee shop was like a, uh, a cool cool coffee shop with Hell like yeah, poets and stuff there's briefly i think it was called poets coffee oh yeah 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 it was yeah where was it with the ice cream shop uh if you're looking at bel-air it was right next to it okay yeah. so yeah. i went to the ice cream shop Hell you guys yeah. went to the cool coffee shop yeah. right I, I would get i would get a malt shake from that ice cream shop oh i missed that ice cream Man. I always wanted to get ice cream in one of the plastic baseball hats. <laughs> but then my parents reminded me every time, you don't like baseball. Like, You're right, but I want the hat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, my mom uh, would get her hair done in there. And Kurt's mom was uh, uh, worked at a salon there. And uh, she was like talking to my mom. And my mom was like, yeah, my son likes music. And... Uh, Kurt's mom was like, oh, my son's in a band, and she would just have, like, CDs for people. And so she gave my mom the Bathroom Walls EP, one of the versions of the EP. And I remember my mom coming home with it being like, oh, my person who does my hair, kids in a band, do you want to listen to their CD? And I was like, fuck this. I don't want to listen to their CD. You're like, I hate you, mom. You ruined my life. (laughs) But I'll take a listen later. Be in my room listening to the Beatles and watching anime. Yeah, exactly. Fuck off with your demo tapes. Mom. Because 2003 for me would have been like eighth grade. Okay, so yeah, you might just be going into... I might have just been either just starting freshman year. I can't Probably remember. It's right in that grade. Learning area. guitar and watching Garden State. For me? Yeah. No, I started playing guitar when I was in like fifth grade. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but Garden State, yes. Okay. Right. <laughs> uh, I had yet to play in a band yet, though. I know that. Like okay. a real band. 
Like a so you're getting band. your songs together. Yes. And then watching Garden State. Yes. Yes. And I think <laughs> at the time, because I think this is that gray area between eighth and ninth grade for me. So, like, I had just gotten in to, like, Taking Back Sunday, My Chemical Romance, and, like, all that stuff. So yeah. I remember the first time hearing Bathroom Walls, it was just, like, jaw-dropping to me to think that someone near me was making music like this. Yeah. Because at the time, like, my those two bands, My Chemical Romance and Take Back Sunday, those are both East Coast bands. Yeah. And so, like, I just didn't think that, like, people were playing that music around me, if that makes any sense. And even then, it's still it still has a different edge to it. Or, yeah. like, Five Minute Ride did. Early Five Minute Ride had something harder about it. Like, it's, you know, 90s and 2000s emo. It's like mm-hmm. Orchid-era emo. Yeah. It's, it's technical screamo before Hawthorne Heights and bands like that really, you know, took over the name of it. Yeah. But... Yeah, it was it was unique to I think pretty much everybody that heard it. Like, uh, I thought I liked certain underground stuff, and it turns out that was just shitty white boy reggae. Yeah, some yeah. pepper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nobody heard of pepper at the time. I was revolutionary. <laughs> yeah, but the, yeah, then I started hearing new music like this, and realized that there's like a whole other. There's just all these subcultures everywhere, like all kinds of different scenes. And yeah. uh, that was really my first experience with the show was going to a five-minute ride show. Yeah, it's pretty, like, I, I guess if people haven't heard five-minute ride, like, it sounds silly for us, for me to say that, like, we were incredibly lucky to literally have five-minute ride and embrace mm-hmm. the end come yeah. from where we were. Yeah. Like and it sounds silly and for maybe- Shorty. Yeah. Shout out to Shorty. <laughs> Hashtag Shorty. Twenty twenty one shows since nineteen ninety three. Still playing shows. Like I don't like it's weird because Five Minute Ride and Embrace the End are literally like I, I kinda uh, place Killing a Dream outside of that, right? But like yeah. those two bands, they are literally two of the best bands ever for like music for the last 25 years that i've listened to yeah and it no one would believe me if i said that i know <laughs> because there's so little evidence of it too yeah you know you have you have so counting hallways by embrace the end and then you have whatever shit they came out with after that yeah just you like know? the one album or whatever and after then that. they fucking disappear yeah. and then five minute ride has like the best stuff on the eps the bathroom walls lipstick secrets which you can't get anywhere yeah and then they did uh, i what was this album the world this needs is, convincing yeah. of all that it's missing and I think they did one other one? Maybe? No, no, no just this no, one? Just this one. Okay. So maybe there's another EP or something. But, like, the best stuff is lost, you know? That's yeah. it. That's yeah. it. Well, it's also insane to, like, at the time, I think I mentioned this on another podcast, but, like, at the time, I remember, I forgot who I was talking to. It might have been Dustin, actually, at the time, being like, oh, Five Minute Ride's new album is being recorded with Kurt Ballou. And yeah. it being like, Huh? Yeah. <laughs> like that was world needs convincing, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like the fact that they went and recorded that at God City is like insane at the time. Yeah, especially since I don't see a connection with Rise Records and anything Convert. East Coast yeah, or no. Deathwish. No, nothing. You at know. All. Like there's a huge connection with a lot of the other bands that he records at God City outside of the Deathwish label, but the well, majority of them are Deathwish. Yeah, I think Deathwish had barely been formed, right? 
I think Death Wish was formed in like 2003. So like they were very uh, early. Yeah. Maybe starting story. off. Yeah. That's true because it was Equal Vision and then Epitaph for uh, for Converge. Yeah. I don't even think they did Death Wish. They're just distributed through them. Yeah. But they took on a lot. Like it became the studio for a. All of those bands, mm-hmm. you know, it's like everybody records at God Studio or God City, yeah, for uh, for Death Wish. Yeah. You know, his business cards are a it has his name on it, but it's a circuit board for a distortion pedal <laughs> without all of the um, like the resistors and capacitors in it, so you can put them in yourself and design your own distortion pedal or reverb pedal. Mm-hmm. That's what he gives out his business cards. That's awesome. So sick. <laughs> Um, yeah, so like, I was pr- I was happy, a little conflicted with this mix, RJ. Okay, okay. a little conflicted, happy, little conflicted, <laughs> happy, but still little happy. conflicted, so. still happy, happy, but then conflicted, conflicted. <laughs> in between. Because the, the problem co- is confliction, affliction. <laughs> <laughs> because the biggest issue is that we know Kurt Travis well enough to know the best stuff isn't on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and so it's like it's really hard because i would have loved if archer was like okay i'm gonna take bootlegs that i have and i'm gonna upload them on spotify underneath mine okay so, no no hold on so for that to get all verified i've thought about this yeah. but the thing is it's like i could just do it through our you know five song mixtape yeah. do the songs and then be like oh you guys are legit you guys have stuff so they let me put it you on could there do that and then I stream put it, it as a podcast. Us. Yeah, yeah just podcast. One twenty-five minute <laughs> podcast of just you playing the songs yeah. from your phone into another phone. Yeah, <laughs> just farting and snoring in between. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it sucks that like I remember uh, there and back again has YouTube videos. Uh, I don't know about Oh the Joy and No Not Constant. If you they're can both s- on. Yeah, they're both on YouTube. They're both on YouTube, yeah. Zen Mode, full album on YouTube, and then No Not Constant, I think, was just a short EP, like 18 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. But those three are like, woo. Yeah. yeah. I remember the first time seeing Oh The Joy, because I don't think I'd heard them before, because I think that someone was like, oh, Kurt's in a new band, and we went to go see them, and I was just like, fuck. Wait, did you go see them before they played with us for our first show ever? I think so. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that was the first time that I had seen them. Was no, that I for think, that first show. Yeah, I think I then saw I them down. I fight in... with my girlfriend and I had to miss the rest of it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I saw them Skylet down in Drive. Rose, Roseville or something. <laughs> that is pretty crazy. Like, I, it, yeah. again, it's out of context to be like, so we played a Halloween show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> in this place where, like, was the coolest shit ever, which doesn't really exist anymore. Yeah. And we played with Oh the Joy and the Sky of the Draft. <laughs> yeah. And I think, did we play with uh, Ambrosia? Another one. Uh, Ambrosia Caprice. Ambrosia Caprice, yeah. yeah. Which, another cool band. Well, which now has uh, members of that in uh, Dance Gavin Dance and A Lot Like Birds. Oh, perfect. So it folds in perfectly with this whole. Whole family of musicians. Yeah. Yeah. Can I say you're welcome? I don't know. Yeah, part of that. yeah sure. No, you did a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember seeing Pterodactyl. Fuck yeah. Pterodactyl Cosmic. swims. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I don't. Do people even go to Cosmic? I don't know. Yeah. But if they do, I'm going. Yeah. 
the, uh, those are the best shows. Is that the Plaster one? Yeah. yeah. The one above so a cave? They, they have a lot of rap. They just do Hell rap yeah. there? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> it's Plasterville rap. That's terrible. <laughs> oh, God. It's that In the Heights play that you sent me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, my friend uh, saw that and posted saying, In the Whites. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so bad. I want to go see that play. Yeah. <laughs> Not In the Heights, though. Um, but okay, RJ, you're starting off the mix with Sinking Conscious, uh, from the world needs convincing it's track number four off that album coming at four minutes and 41 seconds. Uh, album came out in 2005 off of rise records. Uh, maybe my favorite EP ever made. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love this. Okay. Love every song on it. Can listen to it on repeat. Always have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This isn't my favorite song from the album or from the record, but okay. Love the. Love, love it, love it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I didn't know anything about this. I mean, I knew about the album. I knew that it existed. I had listened to it with people, yeah. but I never consciously put it on to listen, like to do a playthrough of it. Oh, really? Yeah. I um, I don't know what it was, but like I, I think I had heard it from somebody else playing it, and I didn't hear the same exact thing that I heard in those like shitty EPs that they recorded in the Ponderosa band room, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe I was getting out of that style of music at the time or something, but something happened where I just, I lost interest in five minute ride. Yeah. Yeah. I remember this, this EP was so clear to me in the context of like, I can't say to someone be like, so there's this band glass jaw. Right. And they're like, mm-hmm. what do they sound like? And I'm going to be like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's Bear versus Shark for me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, where it's like, I can't tell like, you. Have you ever heard punk jazz? <laughs> that, that's It might be punk jazz. I don't know. <laughs> and that's the same thing for me with this 5-Minute Ride EP, where it's just like, I don't know how to explain it to you. Mm. Because it's like, post-hardcore is the right verbiage for it, because it's like, has elements of hardcore, has elements of post-hardcore, has elements of screamo. Like, it has, like, a bunch of different elements in it that, like... And then it's got the weird Kurt Ballou side of it where, like, it has a really interesting tone to it where it's just, like, I don't... I don't know what it is. It's the king of metalcore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe some of the... My favorite, like, simple drum fills ever are throughout this record. Oh, yeah. The original lineup of those guys wrote the best songs. Yeah. I think that's why I, I kind of stopped paying attention after Alex Poole died. Like a lot of the band changed and they stopped playing shows as much. You know, they're looking for replacements. Well, and yeah. Stuff. Josh is, I think Josh was the bassist and then he went to the Two guitars. guitars. Yeah. yeah. Alex passed away. And then, uh, DJ who played with killing the dream took yeah, it over bass yeah. for five minute ride. And something changed with it. Like something changed with the feel of it, but, uh, and it was never bad. I just never listened to it after that. Um. Yeah, I, I, I liked I like this song. It's a good song, but I I want to hear more of this EP now. Now that years have passed, and I'm like back into the style of music, you know. I, that bathroom walls album like had some edge to it. That's some like, unpredictability. Fucking recorded by teenagers in a fucking. 
bad yeah. one. That's yeah, why. exactly. <laughs> and it, I honestly don't remember the sound quality of it, um, and I imagine it's shit. Yeah, or you can Just, even hear I, it this one too. You could like listen to it, and you're like, "This one's a little older." It's that two thousands compression. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, but it, that bathroom walls one, I, it might be terrible quality, and literally all I'm remembering are the live shows because I mean, how many fucking times did we go see them? You a know? handful of times. Yeah, <laughs> uh, many times. I feel like we saw them every weekend for quite some time because <laughs> they're playing it. Yeah, the only thing everywhere. to do at the VFW hall. Or Pizza Factory. Let's <laughs> go see a Screamo show. Yeah. You know? Can you imagine that? Like, literally just showing up at a pizza factory just for a family yeah. night. And they're like, all right, kids, yeah. we're going to have pizza. Ooh, this live music. Of a large pepperoni and anchovy. Oh, you want to know a fun story about that? Oh. I don't know if you remember, but when we used to go there a couple times, we just sit on the tables of the people who go see the shows, and then we just drink their beer at the table. Mm. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, I was like, they left. Wait, we did that. I, I did that with people. Don't know who. The okay, people I, was like, well, I, don't, I don't remember. <laughs> so we drink the beer. We're like, that's like a pitcher half gone, half mine. I did that when I worked at Round Table. All right. Yeah, <laughs> and Monday Night Football will come around, and ah, that's so the guys fun. get too a little too tipsy, you know. It's in the pitcher, so it's like nobody's lips touched it, but then every once in a while you run out of pitchers and like, well, this guy didn't finish his pint glass. All right. I can so drink out of the other side. In order to serve someone alcohol, you have to be over 18 or 21? You have to be 21. You have to be 20 to serve it. You can But s- to sell work at Roundtable, you don't have to be 21. Correct. I always had to get somebody else who was of age to, to pour, it. pour it. To pour it. But yeah. then you can go bust the table. And, and drink that shit. <laughs> 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 and I drink, drink, drink it up. Drink. <laughs> yeah. What a have nice a loophole. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was amazing. Also, the uh, stupid government the stuff. white wine and uh, the white Zinfandel and the rosé were not really monitored the way the beer kegs were. <laughs> some people do short pours. Some people do heavy pours. So, And it was right next to... Um, oh, no, it was, a, it was up front. But I would sneak a uh, a wine pour, fill up half of a twenty ounce cup with wine, and then top it off with Sierra Mist, and just hand those out to everybody that I worked with. <laughs> and we would have a lovely time at work, especially when you're like sixteen. It's like, yeah, ten ounces of wine will get me drunk, <laughs> yeah. drunk enough to lose my job. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, RJ, why did you pick this song off the EP? I just like this one. This is your favorite uh, one. It was just like I, I like every time I push play, I was like, "Ooh, this one! I like this one." Yeah. Um, but I mean, if I had to pick, I would gone off their first EP. I love their first EP. If I've listened to this one not ten times, I listened to their first out EP two thousand times. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I've listened to that so many times, back to front. Love everything on this. This one's really good too. But I mean, I I, I think it's just the nostalgia with it and everything like that too. Because I was kind of going back, and I'm like, I don't remember. Like the first time I saw Five Minute Ride, and I want to go back and be like, "What is this young RJ thinking?" It's Pizza yeah. Factory. I was like, "Was yeah. it the Pizza Factory?" Yeah, it, it was, was the pizza. Okay, it was the pizza. You're just thinking. I, about I the went pizza. there. Okay, hold on. <laughs> I was going there. Okay, <laughs> it was literally just you and me. I think. What year was that? Um, that would have been, been my freshman year. So oh one, oh one or oh two. So oh one. This is on the straight out of. Yeah. Junior high, so I would have been like, I'm listening to Ludacris, mm-hmm. I'm listening Luda. to Chingy, and you're like, check this band out. 
And I'm like, these guys are yelling. Yeah. This is the most intense. He literally stabs Devin with a microphone. And then literally he just has on a paper plate. He's like, I just wrote this song out. And I was like, you just wrote a fucking song on a paper plate and you're screaming it? This is sick. Well, yeah. yeah. We've never heard music uh, besides a band like Thursday, which really wasn't getting airplay at the time. Yeah. Actually, no, they got popular afterwards, so fuck that. There was nothing I think like Five Minute Ride led to Thursday, led to people yeah, screaming. Yeah. And I like, was like, Thursday was cool. around before Five Minute Ride. Like, uh, Five Minute Ride was influenced by bands like Thursday and Glassjaw. Yeah. I mean, but and Mike and Romance. Yeah, but they didn't get attention until after we knew about Five Minute Ride. And we yeah. started learning. Uh, yeah. but, so they had albums out before that just weren't popular. Because I know. think even that time, too, it would have been, I don't even remember all these but would have been like corn time possibly yeah Ooh, corn, corn, time. Would, corn time corn time it would have been like <laughs> marilyn manson rob zombie time for me so it's like i knew that but i think wait, I straight away from wait, there wait okay hold on one second i don't think i don't think you were real dragula but <laughs> you said rob zombie time like that was a normal thing that you were listening to 98 rock regular stuff. thing no it's 98 rock stuff so it's whatever okay. was on 98 rock but you weren't popping in rob zombie cds no I, I've heard White Zombie. Okay, but I haven't. I just thought you. I thought that was some stolen valor, real quick. No, just want to confront it. <laughs> Ninety-eight Rock trying to take credit the for radio listening station. to Rob Zombie. I'm the real Rob Zombie fan. <laughs> you, can't, you can't take that from me. So, I don't. I don't claim you know to have a Blink One Eighty Two period. Okay, I don't try to take that from you. But you don't take Rob Zombie from can't me. Can't wait for you to be like I'm actually you know na na na. I'm all about that. I fuck, <laughs> fucks with that. Just walking around the house. Na, 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 Devin, what did na, you say? Na, Nothing. Nothing. I said, I said dig through the ditches to burn through the <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. There's so many, like, screamo bands that started literally, like, they all start 2001. Yeah, around that mm, time. Yeah. They're all about the same time. I think the maybe the only ones that might predate a little bit is, like, Silverstein and From Autumn to Ashes. So, Understanding in a Car Crash was the first song that I had ever heard. And it was immediate. It was literally the day that came out. And it was on either MTV2 or Fuse. It was one of, like, the alternative ones that nobody watched. And they played some, like, weird freaky shit that, you know, nobody would be into. And it caught my attention. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I'll always remember. what I didn't even like it. But I was like, I'm always going to remember Thursday. Yeah. And well, it was the world premiere of that as they released the single. So whenever that was, I feel like it was so it had full, to have been seventh or sixth or seventh grade for me. Full collapse their their like first real record is two thousand one for Thursday. That would but, have been eighth grade. But they were yeah. they technically started in ninety seven. Yeah, so they probably released a single for that in two thousand. Yeah. And that's when I had heard that. But that was the only thing like that I that I've ever heard, you know, of anybody screaming in a non-metal sense, you know, right? Sounds stupid, like yeah. Even the you know talking about it now, because yeah. I, I I know I latched onto those. Oh, that was around that time because I know I just had Thursday. Don't know where Thursday came from. What it came from, Devin. Um, I didn't like them till fucking five years ago, probably. Yeah. Oh, so so it's brand new. Yeah. No, brand new. <laughs> I liked like ten years ago. <laughs> so like literally, the I, used never liked the used. Oh no. That, <laughs> So the use was probably from you know, that was Dustin. That was a Dustin yeah. thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Five Minute Red, great band, my favorite band on here. Um, yeah. They they need a reunion. No. 
Yeah, it probably wouldn't. <laughs> well, I mean, Kurt would have to s- scream again. I always wonder, yeah. like, what is Josh up to? <laughs> you know, I am like, curious about that. Because yeah. <laughs> he, I remember, like, I remember when the band stopped, I remember him being, like, living in, like, Rockland and just being, like, I'm sure he's just, like, a normal dude that, like, people don't know he's, like, an icon to us, but he's just, yeah. like, a normal guy with the family living in, like, suburbia somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Just has a, like he a played, guitar, and he's like, yeah, I can jam. Yeah, <laughs> He played with Killing the Dream for a while, right? Uh, I don't know if he did. He played with somebody else. I forgot who. Maybe. I thought he played with Killing the Dream. Could have been. Lots of people. Because um, I think I borrowed his bass amp when we did those VFW shows. Oh, yeah, Everybody would just use, you know, whatever was set up first. <laughs> yeah, I forget the, uh, the drummer's name, but he worked at Home Depot forever. Oh. Matt. Matt, Matt yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Matt. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know where these guys are now. I was so good at drugs. Well, it said like on Wikipedia that it was kind of like five-minute ride ended because everyone decided just to go to school. Yeah. Like a way to college. So many bands. Yeah, so many bands end like that. Which, sucks. Fucking American education system <laughs> taking our best musicians from us. I mean, mind you, if you go further onto the, the songs, it's just like Kurt Travis did not get along with them. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. this one's just they went to school and I was like, there could have been more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, fuck education. I mean, actually, I mean yeah, go learn. I wonder what the dynamic was there too, because they kind of, you know, disappeared too, and they very well could have kept on going on. They could have, yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you can go to college and be in a band. Yeah. It's totally fine. I'm sure there's other things, too. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's like, yeah, with, like, uh, Eli from Killing a Dream, he just looks like a normal dude. So I'm sure he just, like, slipped right back into society, and people just, like, don't really know who he is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I played music once. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas, like, DJ is different, because DJ was, like, so embedded in the music scene for and still yeah. is, I'm assuming. So, yeah. 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 Um, but, yeah, Love 5-Minute Ride. They're the best. They're the yeah. best. They're the best. Um, all right. So moving on from that, we got track number two. We got Tree Village from Dance Gavin Dance. Uh, Dance Gavin Dance, American rock band from Sacramento, formed in 2005. Uh, the band currently consists of uh, Tillian Pearson, John Mess, Will Swan, Tim Ferrick, and Matthew Mingus. Uh, the band formerly included lead vocalist Johnny Craig and Kurt Travis. And the lineup has changed several times since their inception. Uh, Swan and Mingus are the only band members who have appeared on every studio album. Yeah. Um, so I mentioned this last week. I Johnny Craig Dance Gavin Dance is my Dance Gavin Dance. Oh yeah, that's mine. Yeah. Um, With the exception of a few Kurt Travis songs. Yeah. Do they have a song where they're together? No. They, they, I have, don't. they have their. I think their live one. There's like a live sessions with Johnny Craig. I think both of them are on it. I no think shit. I heard that before, and I think I don't that know was if they magical to me, or it was a live like record. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. I didn't get into it, but I just think I read it somewhere. From an outsider's point of view, I don't see those two personalities being able to say words at the same time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But I'd like to hear it if they could. But I think it, well, they went on tour with each other too. It would be like a like on the voice, like the vocal battle. Where they're just constantly trying to like outdo each other. Yeah. Like, this is a battle. It's a battle to wit. You gotta bring it. <laughs> like, do you know is Johnny Craig in other bands? He did something else. I forgot what. I kind of looked that up because I remember at the time it like, wasn't good. It's not worth looking up. <laughs> Whatever it was, yeah. Like at the time, I loved that version of Dance Gavin Dance, and to me, he was like the same 
uh, I don't know if tonally is the right word, but I just like put him like when Anthony Green was in Seosin, Hell I was just yeah. like, fuck yes, this reminds mm-hmm. me of this, this feels similar. But then Anthony Green was able to pivot and like yeah. make better music because I like the early Seosin stuff, I think that's good, but like Circus Survives obviously way better. Um, but yeah. I don't, I don't know if Johnny Craig, Craig was able to pivot like that. But. Um, no. And, uh, from, uh, from what I heard, and actually this could just be rumors, but you know, I'll spread rumors all day. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Yeah. Uh, he just had a bad heroin addiction oh, okay. and that led him out of the band, uh, originally. And that's why they got Kurt Travis. Uh, I think it was when the dude that recorded us, Josh joined the band. Yeah. Josh, whatever his name is. But, uh, he joined Dance Gavin Dance. And I do you remember us recording with him and him telling us about Dance Gavin Dance? Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. He was that was just a band that he recorded. And yeah. then next thing I know, like he's in the band. Yeah. So Yeah, we were just I, recording at his house. Just Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very like good recordings too. Like he was good. Yeah, he was really good. You know, especially I, for like the space that he had. Like, I think he, he really was, made use of that. Yeah, I think he was better than the dude. I forgot the dude that we <laughs> recorded with. At I, Dustin's house? No, no. no. Okay. <laughs> Keton? <laughs> no. no, no, no. <laughs> Were you there when we recorded the first takeover? Well, um, you guys did it at Puss Cavern, right? No, it was at the practice space. There's a dude who had oh, a recording studio. Mayhemness. At- yes. Bobby. Yes. I wasn't there. Okay. But Josh no. is better than him. Those <laughs> sounded good, though. Yeah, they, they did. They did sound good. Like, it sounded like something that would come out of that Vicodin fueled late night practice studio <laughs> sound. Like yeah. that sounded, it's about the sound, you know, yeah. <laughs> the oxy days. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Josh definitely like cared about what he was doing. Yeah, you know, and was willing to show people. Like I've like recorded with uh, fuck, I forgot who it was. Well, Oconi was recording us. Yeah, for a while. And some of these people that I, fuck was the band that guy was in. Well, whatever it was, I fucking hate him. His name's Steve something, and he was just such a fucking dick because I wasn't like nailing the bass part. He's like, if you can't fucking play it on the recording, how do you expect to fucking play it live? Oh, I was like, shit. I'm just having trouble with it right now, dick. Like, back up, bro. You know, you know how much oxy I'm on? <laughs> yeah, do you know? Like, take the human limit of oxy. I'm past that, brother. <laughs> My fingers are having troubles. <laughs> We're going to have to speed this recording up. All right? So, yeah, some recording engineers are fucking dicks. Yeah. And, like, he was willing to show us, like, everything that was going on when we knew nothing. Like, oh, yeah. When he's like, hey, do you guys want to record a scratch track first? And we all looked at each other. What's a scratch track? <laughs> what do you, yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> I remember looking at his Pro Tools and being like, you're a wizard. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck yeah. you're doing. You're yeah. a wizard. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> we just look over and we're like, you have a computer. Yeah. <laughs> That's impressive for what we've been working with. Yeah. <laughs> I think my edible just kicked in. I took an edible earlier. Oh, nice. Oh, welcome. <laughs> I'm here. Um, but yeah, so like, uh, I'm not conflicted about Kurt's Dance Gavin Dance. I just know what I like. And I like the stuff that he did with it. I just know that I like the other stuff more. That makes sense. Yeah. So that's my yeah. confliction with it. And uh, I am even more conflicted because 
Johnny Craig came back and yeah. did some other stuff, and it's good. It's not the same. I think it was good. It's good, but it's, it's not downtown Battle Mountain. No, yeah. But that uh, that first album with Kurt Travis is great. I love that album. Yeah, and Happiness was just fine. Yeah. Um, and then there was like Downtown Battle Mountain Two when Johnny Craig came back, right? And they really didn't get the shit together until Mothership, in the sense that like you've been a band for a while, you've been singing for a while, you're supposedly going through all these problems, and you're better now. Like progress the sound. Mm-hmm. Don't just do the. Don't attempt to do the same thing because an attempt to doing the same thing as your first or second albums always turns out shitty. Yeah, you know. Attempt to progress and evolve, and they did that on that album Mothership, and that one is underrated. I don't even think it got great ratings, but I love that album. I haven't listened to anything past that, because that's like 2017. I haven't listened to probably anything past Battle Mountain 2, I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, RJ, what's your relationship with Dance Gavin Dance? Uh, I've heard a lot, but I don't know how much that actually equates to. Um I've heard Johnny Craig. I've I've heard Kurt Travis, and then I kind of just heard or if somebody's like, "Listen to this," I'm like, "Cool, that sounds like you know Johnny Craig." Or listen, this sounds like Kurt Travis. Yeah, and it's just besides that, I I probably wouldn't be able to pick the album. I just heard this song before, and I was like, "I like this one," and I kind of just threw it on. Uh, I mean, I've listened to Happiness. I listened to their self titled. I listened to the the Battle Mountain one. I've I've heard all of them, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know if I've listened to many more. Yeah. Besides seeing them everywhere around town. <laughs> yeah. Just being like, and featuring Dance Game and Dance. I'm like, right, they're, they're too. Do they have that? Uh, I think it's called Call Me Royal Ocean album on there. Is before Downtown Battle Mountain. Oh, yeah. That sounds oh, super familiar. Like EP or was it a. Might be an EP. Out? I think it was an EP because I think it had a song from Downtown Battle Mountain on it. That one was interesting. That was a very. That was, seemed like the five minute ride, Bathroom Walls, Lipstick Secrets version. Like, yeah. It was very uh, underground sounding, and you can see their sound progress significantly from Mm -hmm. that one to Downtown Battle Mountain. Mm -hmm. But I really liked hearing Downtown Battle Mountain, which I fucking loved, and then going back to that Royal Ocean one and just really seeing, uh, you know, it's like a how-to to Downtown Battle Mountain. Like, I appreciated that. It was, it's cool. Not necessarily like a good album to show somebody like this is Dance Kevin Dance. It's <laughs> fucking not. Yeah. 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 I'm trying to see if uh Yeah, I don't know what that one is. I think it was it's an EP called... from two thousand six. Oh, called, I remember Royal this. Ocean? Whatever I say is Royal Ocean. That's right. Yeah, yeah, this has an acoustic song on it. If I remember right. Mm, maybe. Okay, I gotta listen to that. Totally forgot about that thing. Yeah, it's an EP that came out. Is it on Spotify? Yeah, it's on Spotify. Just all the way at the bottom when you look at their stuff. Damn. Singles are ruining Spotify. (laughs) Get out of there. (laughs) Start Spotify singles. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck. I mean, yeah, it's an EP, but that's almost the whole album. Yeah. Seven songs, 27 minutes. Um, All right, so moving on. So moving on now to like three bands that I've listened to, not as familiar with, but listened to before. Okay. 
So first we've got Fantasy by Eternity Forever off of 2017's Fantasy EP. It's track number one off that album, coming in at 3 minutes and 30 seconds. Uh, Eternity Forever was an American math rock uh, supergroup composed of Strawberry Girls drummer Ben Rosett. Oh, um, Strawberry Girls. Former Chone bassist Chone. Brandon yeah, Ewing and Kurt oh. Travis. Uh, the trio formed in Carmel, California in 2016. Uh, the group reportedly recorded their debut studio album in the first week of December at Spirit Vision Studios in Carmel. Uh, the group released the single Fantasy, announcing their debut EP. Um, the project was discontinued after their first and only performance at Concert in the Park in Sacramento due to conflicts within the group. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember when uh, Heard Eternity Forever was only because someone was just like, Kurt's in another band. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I'll yeah. listen to it. <laughs> I think it was in the Instagram days. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I I, heard this one song, and I heard it multiple times. And I thought I had not heard the song before until it played. And I was like, oh, this is a lot like Birds. Yeah. <laughs> and then I had to keep on checking it. And I was like, oh, damn, when is a lot like Birds on this mixtape? <laughs> oh, it's not. This is some other band. Yeah. Why have I listened to this so much? So... Uh, for some reason, I was playing the song a lot when it came out, and they didn't have anything else out. Have you guys listened to the rest of this EP? No, I, I have. Do they? the The thing that really bothers me about this song is it doesn't show off Mr. Kurt Travis's chops. Yes, you know what I'm saying. The other ones are a little different. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the thing that bugs me about this. I love the guitar riff. I think it's great. I just wish that it actually did something that Kurt Travis is, you know, known for. Yeah. There was another song that I was like, I kind of like this one. And I think another one that was like, it's all right. But then the rest of the EP, I was like, eh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Devin, how, how'd you feel towards re-listening to the song? I loved it. Yeah. I'm yeah. Sure did. I mean, it's such a nice song. <laughs> yeah. It's so smooth. It's so jazzy. It's really yeah. nice. To, it just like, I don't know. It like these type of bands they bother me because they're not far enough off from minus the bear for me to care. I don't know if that makes any sense to you, but uh, like, yeah, if I hear it, I'm like, Oh, that kind of sounds like a minus the bear song. I just would rather listen to minus the bear. Cause I like them. <laughs> it's, this is like, uh, you know, minus the bear that you could sing along to that a normal person <laughs> could sing along to. Yeah. A uh, slightly like, poppier version. Yeah. yeah. It's like Minus the Bear with Carly Rae Jepsen. Can, yeah. I, <laughs> can I side note? Yeah. yeah. Have both of you heard their acoustic uh, Minus the Bear albums they have? Oh, fuck yeah. Hell like, yeah. Then front to back. I, 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 I love times. those. I, like, Devin's like, check this out. And I was like, all right. So I saw it. I listened to it. And I was We're like, I think I need that on vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that is amazing. It's like it's like 100% different, but it's still so much fun to listen to, even as an acoustic song. Dude, yeah. I fucking put one of those on my mixtape. Probably, or maybe it's on. I think no, it was like I think it was a minus the bear like remix. Probably, I don't know. I can't remember what does does Portugal the man does does, do they go into this category? (sighs) They're tough. Yeah, I can't. Early stuff. If you listen to Church Mouth, Uh um, it's a completely different band than the. I mean, they came out with a song called People Say. It's like, all the people say it'll be all right. We can mm. make it through the wound. That was semi-popular. And then mm. they came out with Feel It Still, which was a fucking huge hit on the radio. Really? 
everybody was talking about it. The uh, one of my coworkers that exclusively listens to Bay Area rap was like, "Oh man, this is Portugal the man." I was like, "No, it's not." I was like, "I know Portugal the man. This is not fucking Portugal the man." I got into an argument with him. He's like, "No, I'll look it up. It's Portugal. That's the name of the band. It's a weird band name." I was like, "This isn't that band. You don't know that band. You listen to Mac Dre and you shut the fuck up." But it was Portugal the man. Yeah. Did he keep on talking after that? No, he, yeah, he kept on talking, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to Bay Area rap. He would yeah. never stop talking. <laughs> um, yeah, but... Uh, but yeah, they made it huge with one song. I don't know how that translates to album sales or general popularity at all. Like, I don't know if they're asked to play at the award shows, but their sound changed a lot. Hmm. And I would say early stuff, yes, in this category... And then newer stuff, maybe more so in this Eternity Forever category than Minus the Bear. Because they get that poppiness, they get the danciness, but then they take it a step further and just go to straight up pop. Yeah. Yeah. Listening to this song, I just kept on thinking that like, uh, oh, the joy was really good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 Oh, the joy was like that. Was like the jazz fusion version yeah, of whatever exactly. Kurt Travis did. Yeah, they just like had jazz fusion extra. Fi- yeah, jazz fusion five minute ride sounds so cool. Yeah. Um, RJ, why'd you pick this song? Just because it's a good song. Well, I like the feel of it. I honestly had no clue about the artist. Um, I actually asked our friend Alex. Give me your top five Kurt Travis uh, artists. And he's like, this is an underrated band. Check this band out. And I heard the first song and I was like, oh, my goodness, this is dancey. Wait, our friend Alex? Yes. Oh, okay. All right. You remember how I told you? I didn't you know on- you had a consultant on this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you remember how I told you that like the first two contacts on my Instagram were that girl? And then yeah, it, that's why yeah. I was talking to. Okay. All right. So, so he's just like, it's an underrated band that they only have one EP, but it's like I wanted to see what else they could do. And yeah. I listened to it, and I was like, oh, this is different. I like this. That is an interesting point to bring up, is that we worked with this kid that uh, that really liked Kurt Travis for Kurt Travis. Like, he liked the projects that he was in. Mm-hmm. And he's, uh, I want to say, eight years younger than us, oh, probably, damn. right? Yeah. Yeah. How so he's happen? like, he is so... Where's corn shirts be like, like this classic rock? Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like, he's the guy that I, like, I consult about what's going on in music right now. Hmm. Like, I literally have, like, messaged him recently. Be like, what's up with this music? Sorry for the dick pic. <laughs> Which, actually, there's a show in San Jose tomorrow that I kind of want to go to. But then I feel like I'd be the weird 33-year-old man. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, a backyard show youths. <laughs> on June 19th or Juneteenth. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was interesting because he was a fan of Kurt Travis. And he knew he went to Ponderosa also, so he knew about Five Minute Ride, but he oh, was okay. way far behind us. Yeah, so like they weren't around; they didn't even exist at that oh, time. Oh, that, that sucks that he didn't get a witness. Any no, of that. Damn. Yeah. I mean, maybe he went to the I'm shows somehow. Nah, I don't. He but he's young. like deeply embedded in the music scene and all kinds of that style of music, like branching out to the newer styles that we have no idea about. Yeah, and uh, he had like a 
a respect for everything that Kurt Travis was doing and not just uh, like a bandwagon Dance Gavin Dance fan that's like, yeah, I like the new singer. Like, he found out about him some way. I don't know if it was Five Minute Ride. I, I, don't, I think I showed him Five Minute Ride, and he's just like, oh, I've heard of them. Yeah. So I don't think he even knew who they were. Okay. So maybe he just became a fan after Dance Gavin Dance. Maybe they're like some Ponderosa lore. Yeah, maybe that passed down. Talk was town. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But either way, it was interesting to see somebody so much younger than us that had this reverence for the same, like, musical era that we had a reverence for you know dude i would lose my shit if living in a different state if i met like an 18 year old or a 20 year old and they're like i like five minute ride i'd be like what yeah (laughs) like i don't know if that person exists let me see your little teapot yeah (laughs) i'll suck you off right now (laughs) break down those pants boy I, I need mean, for, convincing of yeah. all that I'm missing. Yeah. <laughs> My mouth needs convincing. Uh, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd go to Minnesota first, check out that, see what happened there. <laughs> you know, yeah. just do detective work. Be like, man, what happened in Minnesota where they don't want to look back to it, man? <laughs> like, I'm here at Research for Five Minute Ride. You ever heard of them? <laughs> well, I think, uh, I think it's uh, through Death Wish, but I think... I forgot who it is. They're making a documentary on this era of music. And they're obviously, they're not going to touch on Five Minute Ride, but I've been waiting for a documentary to start really, really cataloging from like 97 to 2005 to like do a full blown documentary on all of that music and what happened. The lost years. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, it, entertainment in general between those times with the exception of 99 because 99 steals a spotlight from all those other years yeah uh which i wasn't aware of but yeah just music in general and uh, like southern rap uh, yes it's a perfect example it, it snuck its way in and like we're gonna change things I, up a little bit. i honestly just... want to know if it has to do with y2k and people you know, having out. in the back of their mind, because it wasn't a worldwide panic thing, you know, it was just like, we'll see what happens. But in the back of their mind, they're like, what if the world doesn't? And I yeah. feel like a lot of creatives, like for the 1999 movie theory, I thought, feel like a lot of creatives are like, I got to get this out. I got to do this. Like, yeah. I've never done this before. I got to just empty my, my soul into it. That's why the matrix one was so much better than matrix two. Um, but <laughs> Then also you had, you know, fat white Southerners that <laughs> are like, y'all know I never tried rap before, yeah. and the mott die. So like, well, like, here's Bubba Sparks, y'all. <laughs> like, I would just would love to see someone actually like show the progression of how we get to like, because at at one point, My Chemical Romance and Fall Out Boy were the biggest bands in the world. Yeah. You know, and I want someone to just show that progression from like late '90s emo and hardcore into the pop punk stuff that was happening, into the emo stuff. Like, how like, did we get here? Yeah, exactly. Like, why did the Black Parade become like one of the biggest albums of the 2000s? I would say because of Fall Out Boys from Under Cork Tree, and not even the entire album, but just the song "Sugar We're Going Down." But Black Parade was way bigger than that album. Yes, but Way I bigger. think 
because I, I had nieces. sugar were laying down laid the groundwork for that. That was the uh, that was the gateway drug into whatever My Chemical Romance did for people. But here's the thing: is I have nieces who, like, when they were 16, were getting into the Black Parade. That's what's insane about that about that band mm. and that album. It's completely different than Fall Out Boy because Fall Out Boy continued to progress and make albums, right? Yeah. And so, like, as a as a kid, like, you could still hear, like, newer Fall Out Boy stuff, right? Just like you can yeah. hear fucking... You can follow their career. Yeah, you can hear fucking a, a Panic at the Disco song for a Disney movie, right? Like, you can, yeah. you can, you can hear that. Whereas Fall... Or Mad Chemical Romance, there's still kids today that are obsessed with something that they were not around for. It's bizarre. I mean, it's, it's what I'm going through right now thinking about all these, like... Thinking about the youths yeah. and the music that they like. Like, I just got into this new hardcore sound mm-hmm. that's been happening. I think I sent you some of the songs. Yeah, good stuff. But, like, oh, I'm so into it right now. Yeah. Like, so many fucking good bands, but they're pulling from 90s hardcore. Yeah. And these these kids grew up not in the 90s. Like, they were born in probably 1990, 91. Yeah. The ones that are making the music. So... They didn't live through this, and, like, I didn't necessarily live through that era because I wasn't into the hardcore scene at the time. But, like, I don't I don't like that 90s shit. Like, I like – there's something about it that's kind of cool. Um, but, like, I nobody in our hardcore scene ever listened to it, you know? We skipped the 90s. We went to uh, – well, like, Cro-Mags was the closest we got. Yeah, but – And that's, like – You're not ooh, thinking of, like – the other side of night. So what's his phrase from a uh, blacklisted? Um, he was just talking on a podcast about uh, a couple of the bands that influenced them. And like Allison chains, like influenced more hardcore bands than we understand. Okay. So like that style of nineties rock that was coming out of the grunge scene has yeah. a bigger influence on the hardcore that we were listening to than I think I ever gave credit. I agree. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. I mean, I could see that with like Pearl Jam's ten, I think ten album. Yeah. I mean, it, obviously, it's not a hardcore album, but right. that is the difference from Gorilla Biscuits. Yeah. To Killing the Dream. Yeah. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Like that's the the transition piece. That does make sense. Yeah. So I want to know what happened in like for for in this example in specific, like. These bands, these hardcore bands right now that are popular are playing 90s hardcore, like hockey hardcore is what I call it, like Boston hardcore. And where did they pick up on this style? Like, it's such an interesting thing to grasp onto. Yeah. The way that it was for, it was interesting for our scene to grasp on 80s hardcore, but it made more sense because that was the origin of it. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, I don't know if they're similar to me. Like, if I see a 90s hardcore band that I've never heard of before, I'm instantly going to listen to them. Yeah. So I don't know if it's the same with them. Cause like eventually that's going to catch up and like, eventually you're going to hear hardcore bands again, sound like lifelong tragedy or ceremony from that era. Yeah. It'll catch up eventually, you know, as you heard like turnstile and quicksilver. Yeah. Right. I, I think that was the other one. Um, I didn't know those bands existed. Yeah. Uh, far was another one. I didn't know existed. Because this, the hardcore scene that we were in only worshipped the 80s stuff. 
and then anything that was like uh, getting into like Mad Ball H two O Blood for Blood territory, yeah, is what we associated with nineties hardcore. So we just pushed that aside completely because that's like the fallout boy of the hardcore scene. Yeah, over you the month over the last couple of months, I found three new ones that I hadn't even heard of. I, one is Only Living Witness, never heard of them. Never. Fucking awesome. Huh. Leeway, never heard of them. Heard of Leeway? Fucking never awesome. Looked them up. Marauder. Yes. Never heard of them. Fucking awesome. It's like these yeah. are the shit. I don't know why like we weren't talking about this when we were younger. Yeah. But like the the older the next generation up from us was listening to it, but we weren't for whatever reason. Yeah, and that's the weird thing too because everybody worshipped uh, Integrity and they really got into that '90s st- sound of hardcore that's being used today. Yeah, in the in a lot of their later stuff, but it was done in a like a, a '80s kind of way or an Integrity kind of way where it was just acceptable. Yeah, yeah. All I don't right. know. It's interesting. Yeah. All right, so let's move on. Uh, we got track number four here. We've got transitioning seamlessly. Hey, nice little title there for our transition uh from pushover uh 2017 uh it's a demo ep is track number one off that album three minutes and 25 seconds uh pushover post-hardcore musical duo composed of american musicians uh thomas eric of fall of troy and kurt travis uh the rock band royal coda uh, of the rock band royal coda uh formed in 2017 the band released one demo uh extended play in 2017 um so yeah pushover i heard this again when it came out um and uh, i'm always mixed on these last two bands for me Mm. because i hear what i love about fall of troy but then i'm not hearing what i love about the fall of troy that makes any sense i uh, I didn't know that the guy from Fall of Troy was in this. Yeah. Or anybody from Fall of Troy is in this. And I wrote down in my notes, sounds like Fall of Troy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but not. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, that's, um, that is news to me. But that makes a lot of sense. It's a more, it is a little bit more uh, like post-hardcore sounding than Fall of Troy. Yeah. Which is more technical, like math rock borderline, I guess. Um. They are missing something, though. It's like they're taking the worst parts of Fall of Troy and then adding it with the worst parts of Five Minute Riot. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Because he's not—he's not using his voice in this, also, like as much as he could. Yeah. I I mean, maybe his voice, yeah, but like melodically, it's not uh, as—it's like far too structured. It's uh, not—it's not like projecting really. Uh, RJ, how did you come upon Pushover? I uh, never heard of them. This was an Alex recommendation. Hmm. And so I was just like, okay, throw it on. Yeah. And you just like this song the most? Yeah, I kind of just pushed I think I just went to their top songs, and I was just like, all right, this one works. <laughs> <laughs> so passionate about these. I like Five Minute Ride. <laughs> that, that, that's all I'm saying. I love Five Minute Ride. The rest yeah. of them I'm like filler. I'm going to get up real quick and be right back. I'm just letting you know because last time I disappeared and didn't tell anybody. And it was kind of weird. Okay. All right. I'll well, be right back. Moving, I just we're pee. just going to move on to the next song. Okay. I'll be back real quick. <laughs> Don't set anything up for Devin this yeah. time. I mean, you can set it up. And whatever question it is. I'll answer it without even hearing it, you know? <laughs> so when I come back, you better have a question. It's going to be truthful. <laughs> yeah. I'll be right back. Um, all right. So rounding out the mix, we've got Anything to Save by Royal Coda. 
um, off their self-titled came out in 2018, track number two, three minutes and 28 seconds. Uh, Royal Coda, American rock band based in Sacramento, California, formed in 2017. The band currently consists of lead vocalist Kurt Travis, guitarist Sergio Medina and Will Swan, and bass guitarist Stefan Gauche and drummer Joseph Arrington. Uh, Royal Coda is uh, uh, the self-titled full-length studio album from them. Um, released on Blue Swan Records. Uh, the album was produced by Dominic Nastasi and Mike Watts. Uh, it is the only release to feature the original trio of lead vocalist Kurt Travis and the guitarist and the drummer before uh, guitarist Will Swan joined the three musicians the following year. Uh, the album was supported by three singles, Anything to Save, Cut Me Under, and Breathe Correct. Uh, the band toured to promote the record, including... Two headlining tours in 2018 and 2019, um, performance at Swan Fest. Uh, so, yeah, this was another um, Kurt Travis is in a band. Got to listen to it. Listen to it at the time. Um, are they – I didn't know, but it sounds like they're still playing music. They are still playing music. Oh, okay. Uh, I, which, reading that, I was kind of surprised that Kurt's been in a band for this long. Yeah, well, I think COVID <laughs> kind of put everything on the side. And yet okay. again, you know, maybe it's like technically I've been in the band for like, you know, a year. <laughs> but COVID makes it so I'd be in the band for like three, two, three, three years. So yeah. it, it, we're not going to count that. Right. <laughs> so um, it's just, you know, that, that makes it so we can last that long. I neither agree nor disagree with the statements that were previously <laughs> said. Yeah. Yeah, caught up. Cool. A- and, uh, did you just listen to this and you like the song the most? Uh, Royal Coda? Yes. We're on Royal Coda. I mean, what can I say about Royal Coda? <laughs> that hasn't already been said, you know? Uh, like, classy individuals, you know, great great group of guys. Ups and downs. The music, you know. yeah. I mean, the instruments that they're playing, just world, like, world-class <laughs> instrumentation. Did you hear Kurt Travis? Yeah, he was there. Yeah, <laughs> still is apparently. <laughs> still is too. Yeah. yeah. So like, I mean, that's it's a great vehicle for like the expression of art that these uh, these artists really want to you know put out into the universe and you know with uh, all the stuff going on in the world. Yeah, it's, really, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's totally great. You know. Yeah. What bothers me about one love? What bothers me about this song? And re-listening to because I remember listening to them when this first came out, and then I didn't care at the time. Yeah. And then listening to them again, what really bothers me is they are not interesting at all. Oh, yes. Thank you. Like, it's yeah. just boring. And I don't it, know what they're trying of to do. all emotion. Yeah. Yeah. Really bothers me. I don't me. Like, it's like he took everything that he learned in all these other bands and then forgot it. But it also just feels like plain. So like he did take the things that he learned and they're just doing things by the book. Yeah, it's vanilla flavored Kurt Travis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm not a huge Royal Coda fan, RJ. I've tried to listen to them. RJ, did you like them before or was this like a newer discovery? The only reason why I know them is because Kurt Travis at the Folsom Lake blessed us for weed. And I was like, are you Curvis Tra- Travis? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, are you Curvis Travis? I'm like, you're Curvis Travis. Are you Travis. Curvis? It's pronounced Kermit. And he's like, I'm playing a show you guys need to come out and see. You should bring more weed. And I'm like, what show are you playing? And he's like, oh, it's with my new band, Royal Coda. And I was like, never heard of them. And he's like, oh, 
do you know Dance Gavin Dance? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, Swan's there. And I was like, cool. <laughs> and then that was our conversation. He's like, come on by. Be like, I gave you weed and we'll like let you in. And we're like, cool. Did you and say never, to him, I've known went. you for so long? Oh, I told him he stabbed <laughs> my friend with back in like a <laughs> like early 2000s. He was kind of weirded out by that statement, like you stabbed my friend. It's a weird <laughs> statement. You yeah. should never say to anybody because it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's yeah. like one of those of like, you're it's the a father. Plas- it's a very Placerville thing to say, <laughs> I will say. No, no. Every time I've had a conversation with somebody from Placerville, they'll drop some shit on me like that. Well, it's like one of those where it's like, you're the father. It's like, fuck. Dang, <sighs> okay. Okay. You remember the person from Placerville that we met in Denny's? She's like, I'm a juggalette looking for more juggalettes. <laughs> That's a Placerville remember. conversation. That is a Placerville. Oh, yeah. I hope Andy's okay. I know. Too. <laughs> Love that dude. This Such one's for you, guy. Andy. Yes. Yeah, Wherever you are in the world. <laughs> I, you're not a target. I know that. I just don't know where you're at. He might be. No, no. He moved to a... He started working at a uh, sawmill last I heard. Oh, oh I hope God. Okay, Andy. Uh, please don't have a hand. <laughs> uh, yeah. These couple fingers. <laughs> you know what? I feel like he's the type of person to cut a couple fingers off just for fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, look what I did, dude. Like, dude, you're not going to get those back. So, what? <laughs> oh, fuck. What did I do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I missed that dude. Yeah. yeah. So I never heard of them before this. I missed the uh, sex candle that was happening at that time. <laughs> sex candle? Sex scandal. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the rumors. <laughs> I, my mind went to immediately to sex candle, which is like, man, we got we to gotta fuck before this candle burns out. I'm like, that's Maybe a long did. time. Maybe <laughs> that's a long time. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I never heard of the band before. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't really care about what we're going <laughs> Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't re-listen to really anything on this mix yet. Uh, but I'm, I, I want to get back into it. Like I want to get back into the Kurt Travis style of music and see what I like and what I don't like and how mm. it's changed. Yeah, because a lot like Birds got my attention with their new album Devisi. They did one of those uh, piano becomes the teeth things. Yeah, and like Def Evan did now and really changed their tone. While now, keeping really the structural like elements of what they are, why did you not? Why did you choose not to have a lot like birds on here, RJ? Yeah, I don't think I've listened to a lot like birds. Oh. Okay, it sounds like your friend Alex failed you. I like Five Minute Ride. <laughs> <laughs> a lot like birds is a contentious band. Devin's like, do you have you heard of a lot like birds' new stuff? And I was like, I don't know if I've heard their old stuff. Yeah. <laughs> They're cool as shit, I will say. They're cool as shit in a Cody and Cambria type of It's like of one way. of those where you're like, have you heard the band? I'm like, I've heard people talk about them. Yeah. Like, Probably have heard songs, just don't remember. They're uh, they're very technical. Well, De- um, I know Devin mentioned to me, he's just like, well, I know all these bands because we like toured with them. I was like, I was probably sleeping on the couch when you guys toured with them. No, we didn't I don't know. I don't know. Oh, no, no, not like, like you were We never toured, bro. Did you think we went on a tour while you were sleeping? <laughs> I don't know where I was. You're sitting in a room. That's I woke a up, but I'd be like, is this Devin's house? Oh, my oh, whatever. God. I'm going back to sleep. He is the guy asleep on the couch in half baked. He is the guy on the couch. I've given him <laughs> drugs that should keep him up, and they make him fall asleep. He did. He goes straight to sleep. I'm like, nappy nap time. And like, literally, I wake up and be like, where am I? And he doesn't like, know, but I slip cocaine into his beer every day. Yeah. <laughs> I can take a nap right now. 
So yeah, it's like one of those. He's like, yeah, we played a lot with them, and I was like, Kurt Travis, you mean the five minute ride guy? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. as far as that goes. <laughs> but yeah, a lot like birds. I've heard the name. I might be able to pick a song out. I just don't think I. Well, it just seems if you're making a playlist based on one guy, you should probably include one of the main bands. <laughs> five minute ride was on it. Five minute ride was in. <laughs> no, not even include them, but just um, have listened to them. You know, to like if you're not going to include them, then you well, would know why. But I well the thing is I listened to like two out of the five or three other ones that were on there. So it's like, I've heard <laughs> like, of I didn't even listen to these songs. So I just fucked <laughs> on the title. I threw picked the shit first up. song. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? Like I said, yeah. I, I did it for the five minute ride was the main reason why I did this. I'm honestly just curious how you would feel about a lot like birds. I'm almost curious about Oda Joy. I don't know if I've heard them. Um, what about No Constant? You, like you wouldn't like I No No Constant either. They're good. <laughs> they are. Julian, I wonder what Julian's doing now. He's such a good drummer. So good. Yeah. I mean, fucking Dustin was a good drummer too. He's like yeah. Dustin had still the could power. Be. Yeah, the, the power. power. He really <laughs> like. I feel like everything that made him want to drum was based off of Five Minute Ride and Matt Alvarado's drumming. Oh yeah. Like because everything that we played, like we'd be Do playing like a hardcore excited? song and be like a two step and it'd be like a dun 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 dun. I was like, dude, what are you doing? That's a Five Minute Ride. <laughs> Like breakdown. He's like, no, I changed this tom to this tom. I was like, okay, but know. you know what you're doing, and I like it, and I love it. It sounds good, but he really did have like a natural feel for it most of the time. Yeah, he would. We would play way too often, but from the bathroom walls, lipstick secrets. Uh, there's that that song that like we would always play that he'd get so excited yeah 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 I'm about to go find that album in my room somewhere now yeah you I mean our last recording session we recorded the monolithic two part song Jesse. I don't oh, know if you remember yeah. Jesse. Jesse. Yeah, I have that. Okay, I have it on my SoundCloud. If you ever oh, lose sick. it, and Jesse. I listen to it every once in a while, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, this fucking thing, and then I start listening to it, and I was like, god damn, I'm wrapped up in this story now. <laughs> I forgot what happens in the story. It's, I'm not, I'm, I'm not tooting our own horn here, but it's a piece of art. Yeah, like, I mean, like, RJ... <laughs> you could you could disagree with us, okay? No, no, you can't. <laughs> but we could have been something. We could have been something with Jesse. Well, with either Jesse or I mean, with, with fucking yeah. well, uh, please fucking die. Milwaukee. We or Milwaukee. Been something. Okay, yeah. so, so maybe one of you are Kurt Travis. We could be. Yeah. yeah. We just we all we just went in different directions. Unfortunately, you went to school. That's dumb. I, I mean, I did, I did drugs. The other people didn't do drugs. <laughs> and then uh, the other people I was doing drugs with liked to drink a lot. And then <laughs> people that drank a lot didn't like the people that didn't drink a lot. And know, vice that's, versa. And That's yeah. the thing that sucks is, like, no one, like, outside of us will, like, understand how, like, beautiful Kyle's voice Fuck. is. Fuck. I know? love like, Kyle's voice. So fucking talented in, yeah. like misguided yeah. in that talent because exactly. like when it came to like writing he like and none of us had an idea of how to write lyrics yeah. especially given I that wrote, that instrument of kyle you yeah, know i wrote all the milwaukee lyrics 
Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's like the only time that he really got to shine outside of singing dashboard songs. Yeah. You know, or singing uh, thrice songs. Like he sta- he started learning guitar and then like kind of figured out melody a little bit better. But then just he's just kind of disappeared now. When he would sing some Jason Mraz. He's like, I've only had a 12 pack of beer and yeah. two bowls to myself. We're going to sing now. Yeah. It's three in the morning, Kyle. It's all right. It's like some kind of fucked up coin machine that you just have to pour Newcastle and cigarettes into. And then this beautiful fucking hippie Jason Mraz song. No, he'll be like, play, play, play Jason Mraz. Play, play Jason Mraz. It's like, all right. Yeah. I remember he drove to my apartment just so fucking drunk that I've never seen anybody that drunk before and got pulled over on the way and let off somehow because he's that kind of guy. Yeah. And then he made it to my house and I was like, you need to stay here. You're not driving anymore. <laughs> and he's like, we're listening to this whole fucking album. And we sat in my parking lot of my apartment complex blasting Thrice's new album for two hours <laughs> and screaming the lyrics to it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this was is the a- artist process. <laughs> this is just yeah. what he has to do. Yeah, he was just insane because he was able to hit notes like Yeah. Like really hard notes to hit. Like he was just able to do it with seemingly effortlessly. Uh, exactly. And he would recognize when it was a little bit off and was able to like correct it on the fly. Yeah. Like he, yeah. Oh, Whereas yeah. other people had, carry out that note and we had a Milwaukee song that I I remember I had to I rewrote the lyrics to with Kyle to figure out the proper because it was I don't know if you remember there's a song that's like I remember fucking whatever his name was Justin. singing that Justin yeah. singing that yeah and Frank was like somebody's dying in her closet <laughs> <laughs> which those were like written that melody was written with like with Justin and so when like Kyle we had to rewrite that song with Kyle because it was yeah it, it, Kyle's voice does not <laughs> do that yeah yeah because that's what that's what happened with fallout boy yeah you know exactly. like they were playing like similar songs to what we were playing at the time like this is pop punk like yeah. just do blink one of you two but shitty or this is pop punk right and then Patrick Stump comes around and it's like we gotta change a bunch of stuff it's like <laughs> he's gonna do some cool shit we yeah. gotta figure out what that is, but he's gonna be doing some cool shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, RJ, you nailed it for me. My least favorite song is five. So good job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, favorite song and artist? It's a one. For yeah. you or for No, for, for him. Yeah. I know it's one. Yeah. It's a five minute ride. It should be it's Devin and yours too. All right. Okay, Devin. So my favorite song is three. Okay. My least favorite is five. Uh-huh. My favorite artist is two. Dance, dance. Okay. Mm-hmm. But dance, only dance because revolution. they have multiple singers. <laughs> Not even the singers. They just have more stuff that I can consume. Yeah, that's true. You know, I, I love Five Minute Ride, but I can't, like, I can't listen to the stuff that I like by them. Ah, uh, dude, world needs convincing. I I love bathroom walls. It might be great, but, but I never world saw needs the convincing Wars. is just so much better. Like I just prefer that EP to bathroom. Well, bathroom walls is great nostalgia wise, but world mm-hmm. needs convincing is like a great great EP that was made. 
Okay. That yeah. no one knows um, about. <laughs> I mean, I concur about that, but it's like I think the nostalgia wins over that. Yeah. Because they did a great job with it, but I don't know. There's something about the songwriting of that bathroom wall stuff that was really oh, I different, right? I, I mean, I was I was right? just so young, so it inspired everything about me. I was like, yeah. San Francisco, what's there for you? Damn yeah. you. <laughs> but that's probably like some of that I some of that is the Eli presence because the same thing happened with Killing the Dream. When they embraced the end guys weren't in Killing a Dream anymore, suddenly they changed their sound. And I like the sound that was changed. But I can understand someone not liking because it is a way different band with the Brace the End guys and Killing a Dream and then going into DJ being the guitarist. Wait, the you mean the guys from Embrace the End leaving to go do Killing the Dream? No, when or the guys versa. when go the guys from Embrace the End left Killing the Dream. Oh, okay. Yeah, because oh, they was that made, like in place apart? Yeah, and the one before that. Um, those two were with those guys, and then DJ steps in when those guys leave, and he becomes the main guitar player. I bel- I, I don't even think he was playing bass at the time uh, with that band. I think he just jumped straight into guitar. So, which completely different sound after uh, that. But I blame it on Pat. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's still frustrating that he's listed as like the last lineup. I know. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you fucker, you had a broken ankle and you went to Japan. That's all you did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think he played that last, like, one of their last shows at a. Yeah, he did. Club Retro? Yeah. Or whatever. Whatever's, you know, half a mile away from me now. Um, all right, RJ. I'm going to give you a 3.6. And it probably would have been higher if you just had a lot like birds on here. That's it. Oh. If you, you would have gotten, big, a, you would have gotten a five if you just like bootleg some stuff and put it on there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> made my, if you made just my own, mix. mailed us actual cassette tapes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I just like a lot like birds more than Pushover or Royal Coda. See, the only reason I kind of just ended it because it's his newest band, so I was like, okay, yeah, makes sense. I think um, I'm going to listen to Pushover more. Yeah, because they're uh, also for the most part chronological. You know. Oh yeah. So I was like, yeah. I did that kind of too. True. Yeah. And he's got a weird trajectory in his career where it's like the good stuff was at the beginning, and then the rest of the stuff is like filler. It's like, wait, you guys want to make a band with me? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Down. Where like he had, I mean, it's weird because like Five Minute Ride was nothing really. Like they got signed to a major label, but they weren't like a huge band. Then Dance Gavin Dance was nothing for a little while. And then they became huge for some reason. Like when that scene popped, it was huge. And then he joined on with that. And then he created a lot like Birds, like popularity. Like he is responsible for that. Before that, they were an instrumental band. Nobody gave a shit. And then he started doing some other shit after that. So he really peaked at a lot like Birds or possibly Dance Gavin Dance. Yeah, you know, but yeah, I got to check out Pushover. I got to listen to Royal Coda again. I'll give it a chance because uh, like structurally everything in the song, it's like I should be liking this. But the re- the fact that I'm noticing that I should be liking this and I don't like it is what makes me not like it. Right. You know, see, I want to listen to the, the first album versus the second album. Once like Will Swan comes on and see what they do differently for what? Uh, Royal Coda, because the first one, uh, uh, Swan was not in it. 
Is that yeah. what this one's off of? Yeah, the first one. So there's no Will Swan on this one. Okay. And then the second one is where he comes into the band and he does guitar. Because I think he also came into a lot like Birds and changed a lot of their sound around for one of the albums. I might be wrong, but I know he's big in this. I don't know who he is, but I know he's big in this. Like they have a music style called Swancore named after him. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll, I'm going to listen to both those. And then I'm, I'm going to go back and listen to Eternity Forever, too, but I'm just going to dance to it. It's nice dance music. What are, you, what are you giving this for a rating? Let's see, uh, 3.82357694.20 out of 5. <laughs> <laughs> Did you round up? Yes, 3.8. <laughs> and RJ, what are you giving yourself? So, I, I mean, for the most part, 5-Minute Ride was on it, so it's like instantly a 5 out of 5. Um, but just for the most part, I picked the songs that were on. Like, all right, these these work. I, I am curious about some of them. Um I was going to give myself a three something, and I was like, nah, I'm going four. I'm giving them a straight four. Nice. It's good to work out, too. I was like, I like the mix as a whole. Yeah. I hit number three, and I was like, ooh, yeah. Um, all right. So I've got a mix for you guys this week. What you doing? You got to mix it up. <sighs> okay. So like, I was thinking about doing a different mix and, and, and uh, separating these two mixes, and then RJ made this five-minute ride mix. So I was like, okay, let me take that mix and put it on the back burner. So this is the follow-up to my last mix. Okay. Okay. So my last mix, Hello, My Fellow Youths, that was all... Uh, new music from artists that I had heard of before or started listening to that you guys were, a couple of them were, were familiar with, um, a couple of them not familiar with. RJ had his weird take on Rod Wave. That's another story. Um, but this mix uh, is the follow-up to that, which is, um, it's called New Year, New You. Okay? Pretty simple mm. concept. Same concept as the last one. But New Year, New You is all artists that I had never heard of before mm. that I found in my hunt. Okay. Mm. Now, in my hunt, this was the first mix that I made in this concept, um, but it was missing something, and then a song came out, and just this very recently, <laughs> a song came out, mm. and so it really brought this mix together. Um, you're... I, I, I'm going to send it to you guys right now. I don't know how many of these people you've heard of before. I had not heard of any of them. These are all new songs, either a new single or a new album. New year, new year. And um, I, you're going to have to, this is, this is hip hop. Like, what is hip hop? Right? What is hip hop? Yeah, I have no clue. Never heard of any of them? Mm. I haven't heard of them. Let me them. see. I just got it. It's funny because I had a mixtape called New Year, New Jew. <laughs> <laughs> Completely different mixtape. <laughs> um, I know I know the third one. Do you just know the one name, though? Because yeah, I, yeah. I knew you would know the one name. The first one. Yes. You would not yeah. know the second one. Is that on his album? Oh. It's a, it's a, so, again... Like, what is hip-hop, right? Because Devin knows who this is. RJ mm. doesn't. And Devin knows yeah. that he's not necessarily hip-hop. Nope. Well, he's just hip-hop as Robert Glasper. <laughs> so, like, you guys are going to have to help me out with 
this mix to mm. to like understanding like what is hip hop you know like like we've got some different stuff like what makes hip hop hip hop right okay <laughs> all right this is a single i'm i mean he's listed as the main artist correct it's featuring Guess. other dude correct so we've got other dude is so we've got some collaborations happening mm. right i i personally so i think that rj on the last one gave the last one like a 3.9 and i want to say devin gave it like a 4.9 two or something like it might that. have been higher maybe 4.4 but yeah i really like that last song to like that mix i love mm-hmm. this mix i love like Ooh. i like okay. i i like the last one that i did this is the stuff that like again that's the use that's what the use are into and this is that's what i was able to understand that i like out of the use this I kind of was able to find like new music in this hip hop genre that I really love that I think I know Devin for sure, especially because he already knows one of the guys on there. It's tonally it's in there. Let's see where it's going. It's in there. If it's all based on that. It's 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 around. <laughs> now RJ doesn't know. I have <laughs> so, no clue. So RJ doesn't know that there is a specific, not like a exact tone to this whole thing. But again, like what is hip hop? You know, like there's like varying degrees of hip hop, right? Oh, <laughs> I can make such a good version of this mix that would not apply to the youths at all. Exactly. That I had to make it contained within new songs. Yeah. Because I mean, I, they have plenty of new songs. Like, I'm thinking uh, Ambrose, Akuna Musiri, Robert Glasper, um, what, what's the other? Uh, Bad, Bad, Not Good. Uh, these are all, like, hip-hop-ish. But, <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, they take their style of music, which they're very, very, very proficient in, and then they add in the element of hip-hop. Correct. You know? So that's uh, that's where those guys are at. Bad, Bad, Not Good is just a straight up, like, they do collaboration albums with, like, Ghostface Killer. And it's fucking sick. It's amazing. If you haven't listened to Sour Soul, whoo, check it out. I'm going to send you, it to you. You know what made me make this mix? Hmm. To kind of, like, not match the tone, but kind of, like, try to figure out this kind of middle ground tone in hip-hop is did you have you heard that it's really popular as a single but thundercat has that song fair chance with ty dollar sign and lil b no i've only listened to his, his album drunk yeah so that song came out in 2020 off of that album and it is so fucking good Ooh. because you've got thundercat working with ty dollar sign and lil b like you've got like things that work so well together but are in different genres of music Technically, but I'm hmm. just like, what is hip hop? You know, it's all it's all hip hop. It is what it is. It's all album. funk, soul, R and B. It's all hip hop. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got a song with Childish Gambino. Is this rap rock? Louis you guys Cole. are telling me. No, this is like a specific. Some this is very instrument heavy. RJ. Okay. Yeah, because I listened to Thundercats album Drunk and. Uh, you know, it's long. 
Yeah. It's, what is it? I don't know. It's like 30 songs. And I don't know what some of the songs are. I'm like, I don't know what you're doing. Like, I, you're an amazing musician. And you're working on vocal melodies <laughs> with, with lyrics that don't make sense. Yeah. Like one's about like, I'm going to go to Tokyo. I think I might buy a kitten. Like, <laughs> what are you, what is this? What are you attempting jazz? Is this your like statement against jazz? You just want to make this song? Again, like, I would love to know in this mix that I made what you think the foundation is. Because all the songs have like a similarity, which is one has like maybe 15 seconds of hip hop, but there's, there's hip hop and all, but there's also like, I don't know if it's funk or jazz or soul. Like there's something very consistent in these songs. And there's a specific energy in this mix. It's, it's, it's to me, it's a great energy. I'm going to hype this mix up because I fucking love it. (laughs) When you guys hear this first song, you're going to just be like, Ooh, I mean, I'm excited that it's just a mixtape of five songs that I haven't heard. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. I think that you're going to love most cool. of them, to be honest with you, because like of that. the instrumentation side of it. Oh, I am all about the instrumentation. This is like, these songs are, to me, it's not like Spillage Village, but you're like, what is Spillage Village? Right? And these songs are just like, yeah, I hear R&B. I hear soul. I hear jazz. I hear funk. I hear hip hop. It's all there. It's all there. All right. right. Yeah. All right. I'm intrigued. Is there any country? No. Damn, country <laughs> never gets represented. The white man <laughs> taking a strike against him once again. <laughs> I'm just glad that in a new year you have songs like Lil B and when you get to fucking the first song on here, you got songs like that too. Have you listened to Lil B like Bass God stuff? Yeah. It's it's um I don't know what he was going for. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. I don't know if you guys saw, but Tyler, the creator, has a new song. Really? Yeah, it's on Spotify. Mm. Hey, yeah, I'm excited for you guys to listen to this. All right. So, yeah, you can get our podcast wherever the fuck you get your podcast. I don't <laughs> fucking care. Don't. Get it from the fucking bodega. I don't yeah. give a shit. You asking for five song <laughs> fucking mixtape. You say you want it now, bitch. <laughs> Sorry, my second edible just kicked in. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, rage edibles. <laughs> yeah. On to next week. New year. Yeah. New you. <laughs> next week. New, new you. New year. Fucking buckle up, bitch. <laughs>